0: We've heard the age old saying, time in the market will outperform timing the market. And the reason they actually talk about this in this way is because our emotions as humans really stop us from investing at the right time. So hence why if you can pick up an asset that is productive and hold it long-term as a quality asset, you will do really, really well. In this video, I wanna look at the last 30 years of how Australian property in every single region in Australia has performed and how you can use this information to then make your next move more fruitful. If you guys are interested, keep watching. Bye. Okay. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, if you are interested in more updates like this, regular updates around stats, graphs, as well as what my own narrative and thoughts are, then definitely join in the link in the description below to Patreon. That is where I'm talking about this stuff every single day. People are probably getting sick of me because of how much I talk about, but I promise you, you will gain some value. And after a month, if you don't enjoy it, you can leave anyway. So there's a link in the description below. Be sure to check it out. Now, the following is driven by core logic data. This is where the research paper came out, suggesting that over the last 30 years, if you had invested in these markets, you would expect an X amount of return. Now, keep in mind before we jump into, you know, some of the graphs that I show you, that these are generalized markets. So if they refer to Sydney and they say, well, it went up by 400%, that doesn't mean every single suburb went up by 400%. It's very important to note this. And some of you guys are going, oh, Ravi, I've heard this before, like keep moving on. But the truth is, every day, new people are coming onto the channel and they may be just used to what channel nine is saying. So as part of my journey with you guys here is to try and educate as much as I can. And if you are new here, you definitely wanna smash that like button so we can share these videos out to more people like yourself. What we have on the screen right here is a really busy graph, but I'm gonna break it down with you guys so it makes all sense. Please do not get overwhelmed. Now, first off, you're gonna see those lines that are going across combined capitals, combined capitals units, combined regionals, and combined regional units. It's basically tracking the median house and unit value over the past 30 years. And what you can see is the trend is all going towards one side. Now, as we go through this, you know just as much as you know going and running your own business or in your job things aren't linear and they're not supposed to be the natural market means that there are forces going in and going out and what this graph really illustrates well are those changes that came in during that time to cause a particular shift in that market and which is what we're gonna go through the graph starts at July 92 at the bottom left hand corner of the graph this is very interesting because we're looking back at past 30 years and I just turned 30 and it happened to be in July 92 Yeah, I just turned three. So it's super cool to actually see these dates line up. Now, if we zoom into that area, it says the Australian mortgage rates fell from 17% in 1990 to 6.5% in 1998, and that was because we had the recession that we had to have. Now, I'm not going to go through each and every one of these. You can pause the video, have a read through. It's very informational, and it's very overwhelming to go through every single one of these over a 30-minute video. Most people will leave at that point. So, definitely pause this video, take a screenshot if you need to, and let's cover off some of the highlights. Now, again, reading at the bottom, you've got the property boom of 2000 and 2003, which is where Australia values had surged 65% higher between Jan 2000 and December 2003. Now, when you actually look at some of the changes that happened during this time, you've got the capital gains tax rules changed, but more importantly, you've got 1st home buyer grants and GST introduced. These were major changes for Australian property, but the entire economy as a whole. What kicked off next was obviously a huge bull market. Now, what's interesting is the following period, we had mortgage rates actually increase from 6.1% to 9.6% ending in August 2008. Now, we all know what happened in 2008, 2008-2009 but what's important is that rates increase but we also had prices increase of property prices so if you're someone in the boat that thinks interest rates go up mean property prices go down this must be news to you because it has happened before where interest rates have increased but so have the prices now is this time going to be different well we're already starting to see some housing markets correct and we're going to cover that off in a little bit the 2008-2009 GFC was a major global event now some countries got hit more than others and Australia was someone that really did quite well well during that time, given how badly the US housing market performed during that time. So what you can see is a little blip on this entire graph. And that is one of the main points to take away from this. As we go through this video, as we go through these graphs is to understand that so many things can happen. You can have wars, you can have pandemics, you can have interest rates go up and down, you can have new policies introduced and legislation introduced, but the graph has done one thing. It has gone up over time. Now assets perform like this, not because these assets are so amazing. You could probably look at any graph, at this point, look at housing, you could look at stocks of most companies and understand that they've all on average moved about the same pace over the last 30 to 40 years. And that's because we are losing the purchasing power of our dollar. So as more dollars get printed into the system, it means there's more of a supply. And when you can attach that money that's been continuing to lose its value over time, if you can attach that to productive assets, when you get into the share market, you buy stocks in a company, you go in and invest in assets like real estate, you are going to do really, really well. Now, Does that mean that every single property you purchase is going to do well or perform well? No. Does it mean that every location you pick doesn't matter what street is going to perform well? Obviously not. And this is what comes down to the research, the time that you put in to understand that it's not just buying any home, taking out the equity, refire, and then do it all again. There is a bit more work to it. And that's the reason why we have less than 1% of investors in Australia that own more than six properties. The reality is that we're headed into a time where unless you're owning five plus properties, it is very difficult, if not impossible possible to actually retire purely on property and that's something that you need to take away from this video is not just being in the market long term but it's also about the velocity of money concept you want to be able to use what you have in terms of assets then be able to generate more cash flow to then go out and invest in more assets with that money now more recently from 2020 we've seen a massive run-up but we're now seeing that correction now all you have to do is go back and look at the corrections we've seen and then be able to go look back and say well if I even bought at the height of that market give it time and I would have been bailed out And a classic example is if you bought in late 2016 and 17, that was the peak of the market. And after that, APRA introduced a host of changes, one of those being 30% limit on interest-only originations. What happened after that was a correction, and that's probably been the biggest correction we've seen in Australian property over the last 30 years. But in 2022, if you said to someone that you could buy another property at the height of that market, despite knowing that the market was going to fall, would you still hold on to that property five or six years later? And this graph clearly illustrates that you would still be in profit. Again, not every property, but most properties have performed this way. The same thing can be said about 2008 and 2009 with the GFC. And I personally know a few people that bought property back then were shit scared and have now looked back and only had one regret. Why didn't I buy more? Is this correction going to prove to be the same thing? Well, only time will tell and nobody really knows, but let's continue to our next graph. What we have here is the combined capital house and unit values over the last 30 years. In the red, we have the houses. In the blue, we have the units. And what we can see is a 453% return over the last 30 years when it comes to housing. And then we've got a 306% return for units. Now, what we're seeing again, a very similar chart where the trend is continuing to the right and upwards. Now, what's important here is that you've got three distinct decades. In the first, you you've up by 89.4%, 60.5%, and then 82%. Again, average of all markets, but there have been some areas that have grown a lot more than this. And even in the past five years, there have been properties that have gone in and doubled if not quadrupled during that same period of time. So definitely do not be fooled by the fact that this says only 450% because I got told properties would double every 10 years. The importance of time in the market and compounding interest really proves that if you buy the right asset, you're gonna do substantially better than buying an average property in that area. Now, the beauty of real estate, especially here in Australia with the laws and how the policies work at the banks, you are able to go in, use a 10 or 20% deposit to go and leverage and have the bank foot the rest of the bill. If you know how to do this well, you're going to make a lot more than 450% because what you need to understand is that your deposit is only 10 or 20% of the entire value. So as the price of the property increases, your actual deposit or cash on cash return is significantly higher, which allows you to go in, take out that equity and repeat the process. If you are interested in knowing how to use equity from one property to go ahead and build a property portfolio to retire in 10 to 15 years, drop me a comment down below and say, retire in 10, and I'll be sure to make that video. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video and got some perspective on the fact that yes, short-term, there is so much noise. There is so much emotions out there, especially when interest rates are going up, you've got the media going out and fear-mongering really, but the reality is long-term, if you buy a productive asset, you will do pretty well. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.